and friends. Of course, I go by the name of the kid, famous. You and now tuned into the Tim and Friends show. Hello, education, entertainment, coast to coast, ball it up, call it entertainment. Let's get this started. Uncle Tim, let's start this show with five, four, three, Hi, two, one. Hi, that's Jesse Rubinov. I'm Tim McCall. This is Tim and Friends for January 31st, or the day after the Bo Horvat deal. We will hear from all the particulars involved. And Randy Janda of Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver. He will join me to discuss the deal. And, of course, who's next? You want to get settled there? Your, your Not dirty are, boy can your, test. Your papers are, are all over the place. No there. one needs to know. Could have been part of the whole act. Me sitting down and stuff. What do you mean? My papers are a mess every day. No, 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 not like this. He said it was closed off like the this. top. You're ratting me out you're here. You're doing it. You, you put your jacket on. You were the, on the, I'm just saying. Could have been part of the show. Could have been part of the gig. Oh, you what? like to do Sometimes you like sometimes to do that. Sometimes I do things do like do that. that. You do do that. That's okay. And back when Sid back. was here, not that it's I'm any different with back. you here, but we used to do things all the time off of the cuff, which we might do again today. Yes. Yes. That's, yeah, good foreshadowing. Yeah, there might yes. be some, uh, some off-the-cuff stuff today. Listen, Jesse and I have been comparing the Raptors and the Canucks for like a month yeah, here, actually, maybe? Yes, yes. Yeah? yeah? They both had a strong end of last season. Correct. Uh, not so strong start to this season. Definitely. And now deciding if this is the time to sell. Mm-hmm. Is that a fair assessment of your, and I'm not going to steal it, but I do kind of agree with it other than the championship that the Raptors won. Yeah. That the end of last year, mm-hmm. started this year, mm-hmm. And having to decide at a deadline what they're going to do may be the back and forth between the Raptors and the Canucks. The only difference now is that one team looks like they've started to sell off and the other team. Well, my friend, Shams Charania is going to join us. He simply suggested about a day ago Mm -hmm. that the Raptors could be the swing team in the NBA. We will talk to Sham Charania, third block of the show about that very thing. Lots of rumors to share with you, including Shams involving the Suns, the Raptors, mm. and a certain OG Ananobi. We'll tackle that in First Things First. And of course, with Shams coming up, also joining the fray, two of the greatest and most interesting hockey trainers on planet Earth, Ollie Postanin and Jacob Ardown, otherwise known as On the Bench. All right, stacking the pads is an absolutely greasy save, but you can also use it on defense. <laughs> Throwing your stick is an absolute legal play. <laughs> Hit him with the toe stub. I played Tenny in the Bangladesh League for about 11 minutes. This is my special play. Toast up for me is the best. You're, you were yeah. a goalie, seem about right? I just wish they were making videos when I was actually playing goalie. I could have <laughs> done a thing or two. Could have helped me, yeah. All right, so they're coming up on the show. Also, some breaking news from the NFL. About a half an hour before we went to air, D'Amico Ryan's six-year deal with the Houston Texans and Jesse Rubinoff. Is Sean Payton the new head coach of the Denver Broncos? It appears they are clearing the way for Sean Payton to become the new head coach in Denver. 
That's a massive story. Mm -hmm. I mean, Nathaniel Hackett was brought in because they thought they were going to get Aaron Rodgers. They did not get Aaron Rodgers. They got Russell Wilson. That was a complete and utter debacle. But if you put Say Russell Wilson, mm -hmm. even if he was bad last year, with the mind of Sean Payton, you would assume that Denver immediately becomes legit contender AFC West. Well, we assumed that last year. I know, were. but we also didn't know that Nathaniel Hackett was an absolute nightmare. Yes, that's right. And he right. turned out to be an absolute nightmare immediately, and maybe some of Russ's regression had to do with Hackett as well. Yes. No one's going to trust Russ. I understand that. But Sean Payton with Russ is different. Yeah. You well, don't agree with that. No, you I can say you don't no, agree with no. that. I'm just, thinking, I'm just thinking about the fact that they're going to have to give more draft compensation. Is that part of the deal? Correct. Yeah. 2023 first round pick and next year's second round pick for Sean Payton and wow. the Saints. Plus whatever they third. gave for Russell Wilson, which was a they have King's no picks ransom. Left. So they better be good. That's the answer. They better be good. So they just went from Sean a, having a, a horrific year to now giving away more picks. Like Sean Payton better be, they were built better for, be the real deal again. No, like but still. they were built for win now anyway. When you pay that much money guaranteed to Russell Wilson, you better put him in a position to succeed because they can't cut him. Mm -hmm. They gave him all that guaranteed money. They couldn't cut him. They got to be good. And now you give him Sean Payton and there's no excuse. Yeah. I mean, Russ has got to get in the hyperbaric chamber or something. The cryo chamber maybe. Yeah. He's got to figure it out. Bronco country. Let's gotta ride. Got to be better. Yes. Hopefully. Let's ride. Yes. Sean Payton. All right. We're back on track. We'll kick things off, as we always do, with what everyone's talking about. And first things first, and the OG. What's the word, Larry Bird? Nice. The OG. First things first. You notice that Jacob from On the Bench kind of looks like old school Larry Bird? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I actually do see that. That's yeah. what had me thinking about Larry Bird. Larry Bird right. was that I feel like Jacob looks like Larry Bird. Funny guys. Maybe we'll bring it up to him later. Funny guys. Uh, okay, let's start with the Canucks. And after trading Captain Bo Horvat to the Islanders yesterday, the team introduced the players. They got back in the deal Anthony Beauvillier and Atu Ratu on a Zoom call earlier today. Ratu will be heading to the club's AHL affiliate in Abbotsford. And with the Canucks currently on their bye week, Beauvillier will make his debut following the All-Star break. Honestly, I think it's... Uh... Timing is perfect, you know, uh, uh, having a new coach. I feel like my uh, my numbers doesn't really – they don't really speak for the way I've been playing this year. Just had a lot of opportunities and just didn't really – could find the back of the net, I would say. But um, uh, very excited to find my game uh, again in Vancouver and very excited to join this, uh, this group, like I said. So has your opinion on the deal changed after having 24 hours to let it marinate? Uh, I mean, say. I said pick, prospect, and player yesterday, and I don't think I'm going to go as far as Patrick Alvin. I think he was stretching a little bit. I don't know if you heard him say three that they got first three first-round picks. Uh, then that means that you believe that Atu Ratu, that's what we're going with, right? Obviously, Atu, you Ratu, said, yes. all right, we'll, we'll examine that in a flash here. But even if you think Atu Ratu is of first-round quality, and you could argue that he dropped in the draft. Uh, Anthony Beauvillier is a first-rounder, but you only have him for, what, a year and a half, mm -hmm. and it's at four – over $4 million a year, you would never get a first-round pick from another team that would cost you over four a year and only have them for a year and a half. But, but I say this all the time. Like, grading this out will be determined by the pick and what Ratu becomes. We're always grading incompletes. It's one of my pet peeves of this business. Who won the deal immediately after the deal? That's not how it's graded. That's never how it's graded. You can argue that maybe they could have gotten more somewhere else. And from what I've heard, other teams want you to believe 
believe that because they didn't have a chance to match this one. But I'm not so sure there was much more out there. But uh, it'll be determined. What does a first-round pick become? And what does Ratu become? And we're going with Ratu, right? Like, did, was there a point in this news conference where he clarified how you say it? Because it's spelled Ratty. Mm-hmm. But we said Ratu on the show yesterday. Mm-hmm. And then we second-guessed. You were the one that came to me and said, I think it's pronounced Ratu. We looked it up. We started listening to video. And then we heard other people saying Ratty. And then we were like, oh, Uh-oh. did we get it wrong? Mm-hmm. And then... So Everybody cl- was confused. So. Here, here's the clarification yeah, yes. today. And, and, and maybe we were right, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> It's Ato Retu, but it's uh, when you when you're speaking with um, kind of a American accent, it's it's hard to switch on. So I, I doesn't matter how how you guys say it, I, I'll be I'll be fine either way. It's clear. I, I honestly, Ratu. I honestly still I have no, I have no Ratu. idea. I could listen no, to that a hundred times. He said Ratu. He said Ratu. But it, it's like the the special pronunciation. Oh, yeah. Like Elias Peterson. Exactly. Yeah. And Carle Jonkrok. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And and if we're being fair here, is it not? Anthony Beauvillier, Sebastien Moret, like there's no Anthony in French. Anthony. 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 Like, even I knew that. Anthony. Anthony. What, you do that? Yeah, An- Anthony. I, just I thought Alvin tried to do that and then called him Antonio, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that happened. Yeah. Um, so, Bo Horvat's gone. The captain's gone from Vancouver. Yeah. Who are they going to trade next? Because you would think that's just the first of many dominoes to fall here. Yeah, it is the first. And the next domino, I guess, is Luke Chen. Mm-hmm. I think that's the right answer to that one. And then you figure out the rest. You figure out what else they can deal. Brock Besser's obviously on the table. That's going to depend on salary capped, all those things. Uh, Tyler Myers, I think people will wait for them to pay his bonus. And then he'll be very valuable or more valuable. And that's what the Canucks want. They want value back, right? Yeah. So I think Luke Chen is the immediate correct answer to that question, and then you can work your way. Randeep Janda will join us a little bit yeah, later to continue the conversation on the Vancouver Canucks, but for now we go to the Winnipeg Jets, who were the only Canadian NHL team in action last night, but before we get to the game against the Blues, I want to go back to Saturday and Rick Bonus and his comments following the team's third straight loss 4 nothing to the Flyers. Rick Bonus is this? This group knows how to win, but there's a price to pay to win in this league, and you have to work, and you have to compete. And you have to do it every night. And as the season progresses, it gets harder. And right now, it seems to you're, you're seeing what we're seeing. As soon as there's a little adversity, this group, we haven't handled it. We handled it well early in the year. We're not handling it well right now. Uh, the difference makers, you can't even find them out there. So until we, we make that commitment again to play as a team and we want to win, this is what you get. So that was a bonus's comments on Saturday. Uh, the Jets looking to respond last night in their final game before the All-Star break. But the Blues, they were up 2-0 early in the third period until Winnipeg scored three goals in just over seven minutes, including two from Josh Morrissey to take a 3-2 lead. Mark Scheifele added an empty netter to make it 4-2. What did you make of the way the Jets bounced back last night today? Yeah, listen, the response took a while. Yeah. Like, if you just looked at the score of 4-2, you didn't get this one. The team was being booed mm-hmm. on home ice. Josh Morrissey told Sean Reynolds after the game that you could feel the tension in the building. And Morrissey, who Cassie Campbell-Pascal said last night could be the future captain of the Jets, I feel like he took the team by the scruff of the neck across the finish line last night. Now, they have a lot of weapons and a good mix of weapons. But last year we saw it. I think Rick Bonus saw it. There was something missing. There is something missing. 
in moments for this team. And I wonder if last night was not the official start of the Josh Morrissey era in Winnipeg. Like he's waited his turn on the defense core of that team. And now he has the most points in franchise history before the All-Star game by a significant margin. And check out the numbers this year and the jump in his numbers this year. This is the biggest jump, or these are the biggest jumps by a defenseman in terms of points per game in NHL history. Check out the dudes he's on there with. Paul Coffey, Bobby Orr, Larry Robinson, King Clancy, and that's Randy Carlisle in his Norris year. Old school Jets fans know that dude real well. Morrissey, Norrissey? Listen, we had him on the show earlier this year, and you could feel like he was growing into a bigger role on this team. And I think Cassie may have nailed it with the C. And I wonder if we don't look back on last night as a real turning point for the player and the team. One thing's for sure. They sure as hell needed that mm-hmm. game last night, heading into the break and their bye week, and they got it in part because of Josh Morrissey. Pure leadership from Morrissey, we'll see. Norrissey. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, okay, why don't we go to basketball now? Uh, the Raptors lost uh, in Phoenix last night, dropping to 2-2 two and two so far on their seven-game Western road trip. OG Ananobi missed his second straight game with a wrist injury, and the Raptors have confirmed that he'll be out. For the rest of the road trip, Ananobi is one of the hottest names on the NBA trade market with the deadline just over a week away. Do you think OG Ananobi has played his last game as a Toronto Raptor? You know that I am a firm believer of where there is smoke, there is fire. And there has been a lot of smoke around OG Ananobi. Now, Michael Grange had the conversation with OG Ananobi. You and I talked about it on this show. Mm -hmm. It seems like he's comfortable with where he's at right now, and maybe he didn't want out. But I will play for you a clip from the man that is about to join us on this show, Shams Charania, on OG Ananobi. After yesterday, we saw a pair of presidents of basketball operations walk Mm -hmm. back in the tunnel together with Masai Ujiri and the president of basketball operations for the Suns. Here's Shams. The Raptors are taking calls on OG Ananobi. You look at the Knicks, they're willing to give up multiple first-round picks for OG Ananobi. But another team in the last week or so that's emerged is the Phoenix Suns. I think they're a team that they have the assets, eight first-round draft picks at their disposal between now and 2030. They've got the picks. Uh, They've got players. And one of the players that he names is Cam Johnson. Mm. And bear with me here, and this is the way I believe in rumors. I don't think we're throwing them at you and telling you these things are are set in stone or anything of the sort. We know that you are real sports fans. That's why you're watching this show. You can determine to do whatever the hell you want with these rumors. We're just putting them out there so that you understand what the chatter is. But for me, if Cam Johnson's available, that's a really good shooter. Could the Raptors be in a spot, and we'll talk to Shams about this, could the Raptors be in a spot where it's not a rebuild, but a reload, and maybe OG gets you enough that you add another shooter in Cam Johnson, maybe that Michael Grange, Gary Trent Jr., and the Raptors are interested in a longer-term deal, maybe they just adjust a few things, and OG is the piece that helps them get those significant pieces back. I think that's really interesting. I would wonder if you're losing too much from what OG brings to the table defensively because you have 
wanted de- defense to be your identity for a number of years now, and he is sort of the linchpin that holds all of that together. And if you lose him, are they losing too much on that side? So I really think there's two ways they can go here. For the first is what you just suggested, where it's sort of a retool. The other is if they're getting rid of OG Ananobi, I feel like it could be the beginning of just a full-scale rebuild. Like you sell as many players on this roster right now for as many picks as yeah, you can possibly get. Yeah, that's what I'm get. suggesting to you that I'm hedging on right yeah. now, that I don't think that that necessarily has to be the answer. Mm-hmm. And if you lay it down, either Pascal, who is top 15 in the NBA, mm-hmm. or OG is going to get you as much in a return as anyone else that you yeah. possibly have, and Fred's not going to do that. Mm-hmm. And Gary Trent Jr. is not going to do that. And it would be Cam Johnson with picks. With picks. Like, signif- probably and you could probably flip picks. those picks and get another piece. Mm-hmm. So what I'm talking about is getting a guy who can shoot really well, and then whatever you get on the side can be also flipped for another piece. Can you do that if you're Masai without assurances from Fred and Gary that they would be coming back? No. No, you've got to figure out whether. I mean, listen, they haven't been able to sign free agents. They would, they would have money. But mm-hmm. let's be honest, the one thing that Masai hasn't been able to do in Toronto is get real free agents to do it. Toronto's never been able to do that. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah, which makes it really interesting is when you have young players who seemingly like it here, maybe you try and keep them around because it's harder for you to get free agents. Or you do it the other way, like you're suggesting in a trade. And Cam Johnson's a young guy and picks. How about free agents in baseball? Jesse yes, Lubinoff. free agents in baseball. The Blue Jays did make another move today, signing right-handed reliever Chad Green to a two-year deal worth just over $4 million per season. The 31-year-old is coming off Tommy John surgery. It's unclear when he'll be able to pitch in 2023, if at all. According to Shai Davidi, the deal includes a multi-layered option structure to mitigate the risk of Green's recovery. Do you like this deal? For the Toronto Blue Jays? Yeah, so the coming off Tommy John means he won't be available immediately, but the Jays have put themselves in a spot where they'll go over the luxury tax here in order to add some swing and miss when healthy that people were screaming and yelling that this team needed. He's a 31-year-old. He's got a career ERA of 3.17, 3.12 in his last full season with a whip of under one in each of his last two seasons. Again, coming off Tommy John, but if he gets back to form, this is a real solid signing, and it makes it harder and harder for Team Shatkins to hate on this offseason and this, oh, Rogers doesn't spend any money, and these guys will never spend the money. They're up into the luxury tax now. Like, what hasn't been addressed that people want addressed on this team? I'm finding it hard. Maybe another starting arm that still could be added, but that's just depth. Like, I'm trying real hard to nitpick this offseason. And listen, this won't be available, but it shows a real willingness because there was, there was a lot of competition for this player. And they went out. And they got into the luxury tax to get it done. So for me, and this isn't, I work for Rogers, and I'm just going to say this, but for a while I've said that those two dudes have put their plan on paper. They've told you it every step of the way. And ha- there have been missteps. I'm not going to say there haven't been missteps. There have been missteps, but they are following that path, and this offseason follows the path again. Totally. Love this. You can never have too many arms, right? That's what everybody always wants. Want options. Right. And there's some swing and miss there. Yeah. Right? Like that's 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 what Jays fans have been clamoring for. Right. More than anything. Still to come, Shav Sharania on the Raptors deadline approach and beyond. Randy Janda in studio on the Canucks Horvat deal and what comes next in Vancouver. Plus, after the break, we're going to have a little fun. Ole and Jacob 
from on the bench, dropped by the studio. I'm going to grill him next here on Tim and Frass. Got it down low, Shockley scores! Morrissey looks to the net, scores! Winnipeg has got the lead, and they're rocking here now. They'll go to the break with a 4-2 win on home ice. I honestly, I thought I was going to be be a Canuck and um, you know, I thought it was going to be a, a Canuck for life. You know, just things didn't work out that way. 114-106. Suns come away with a victory. And a tough loss here. Inside to Luka and check to Luka. He rises and jams it. I'm convinced Luka is not from here. He's not from <laughs> This world. And 53 tonight for Luka Doncic against the Detroit Pistons. Well, ladies and friends, listen, if you're on social media and kind of like hockey, you're going to know our next two guests on the bench or off. Special well, we're gonna take Mr. Silky Mitts and Soft Steels through the Grape Challey. You ever heard of that? No. Let's go screw made it up. Hey, talk to me when you graduate grade four, all right? Beat it. I'm the boss! I'm the boss! All right, get out of here, kid. When you're battling out front, give him the business. Jacob, boy! That's it! The most popular players in the history of the Bangladesh Pro Hockey League and the Virgin Islands Elite Hockey League. That's right, boys. I, uh, I'd never heard of either one of them. It's Ole and Jacob from On the Bench. What's going on, boys? How are we doing? It's living the dream, you know, hanging out. That nice. was probably the nicest compo video anyone's ever given us. Nice. For real. I, I appreciate that you appreciate that. Ole, did you enjoy that as well? I was waiting. I'm waiting for my line on this. Uh, no, you don't get the line. Oh, yeah. I don't need to, okay. If, yeah, if, yeah. if you want, we can put something in there for no, you. No, I thought I was reading the script. Uh, <laughs> it was, I liked it. It yeah. was nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Listen, I've been a fan for a while, been following you guys for a while. I'm not going to say I don't miss an episode or an epi, as it were. It's a solid desk. Uh, but I've been there for a while. What made you guys want to become uh, two of the more famous hockey instructors on, on planet Earth? Well, it was mainly Jacob's fault because yeah. uh, we we retired from our professional. You know, I played seven years pro Bangladesh. He played the Virgin Island Elite yeah. League. Yeah. And uh, we, you know, we we decided to retire, hanging up the skates, maybe go try in the NHL. Right. And Jacob put all of the our training yeah. videos on on the internets. So I didn't right. know I didn't know what Instagram was. I thought it was kind of just like I was uploading it to save it for later. Right. And then, kind of like a database. Yeah, and yeah. so I was just ripping them out there, and then yeah. next thing you know, everyone's calling. You know, you got <laughs> Connor so, McDavid, like, boys, I need help. You right. know what I mean? So, right. so our private training videos were actually leaked to the whole world. Yeah, mm -hmm. I didn't know. Yeah, like, in, in a way, it was kind of like someone ran a, ran a 180 on you guys. Yeah, and I don't really get that. It was like Mark Zuckerberg. Is that a meditator? I don't know. Uh, Jason, <laughs> oh, Jason, you know Jason Zucker, how he's been scoring all year? Yeah. He's like Jason Zucker ripping B hand top corns. Right. You know? Right. No. 
So I saw you guys on with uh, Ron and Tara once, and you were kind of nervous. But I also know from, uh, from listen, uh, fundies at uh, at bookstores. I was going to say fine bookstores near you, but I'll just say bookstores near you. <laughs> all bookstores. Yeah, Every all bookstores. Book and like Amazon and things. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Don't forget to mention it was a nine-week bestseller on Globe and Mail, pal. Oh, that's good. Nine-week. Yeah. You're going to get the horns, Tim. but I don't have the horns. Yeah. I know, I'm, I'm a man of research. But I did leaf through the book a little bit, which is a fine read. I'm going to be pictures. honest with you. Yeah, it's got pictures. Yeah, it's all about the pictures. I mean, listen, uh, it, it works well. And one of them is about doing interviews. Yeah, Grease and Innies. Yeah. yeah. I saw Grease and Innies, which is interviews for, for the layman out it's there. It's crucial. It's yeah. uh, so, so explain kind of the idea and what I'm doing wrong. Well, I mean, if you're just asking the questions, it's yeah. not necessarily about you. Nice. So you got to stop thinking that this is about you. Yeah, it's okay. about who you're asking That's the true, questions yeah. to. Yeah. And then who asks who answers the questions, it's all about them. Yeah. So you can't do like this whole like we have a special team, lots of special players, get pucks in deep. That garbage has to go. Right. You play for the name bar, you never play for the crest. Not one have time you ever seen in your a, life. A whole team gets scouted. One no. people get right. one person drafted at a time. Not a whole team, so one never person. play for right. a logo. Right. But does like I mean in the and I know like Sometimes, if you make others on your team look better, Oli, it can benefit you. No. Okay. That, that, that'll always um, de-benefit you because <laughs> yeah. you want to be that guy. You want to be that star. Have you ever heard Connor McDavid pump up his teammates? Never. Nope. Not one time. Okay. Never. It's always him doing all the work. It's clear that he is. He occasionally passes the puck to Drisaitl. Leon. Leon. And then he gets a couple assists. He's a nice guy. Yeah. But he mainly carries the team, so it's always, you know, you just want to be that guy. Okay. In so, interviews especially, you want to just brag about yourself. Like, you know, that was a great yeah. pass I made to Leon, and Leon had an open net, tapped it in. You know, right. I could have shot it, but I passed it. Right. So, like, even in, like, Junior B. Yeah, starting from, Anywhere. like, Junior Tim, A. Anything. Tim Bits. Beer Leagues. Beer Leagues. Wherever you play. It's wherever someone you. puts a microphone in front of your face. Yeah. You can always be drafted at any point in your life. Yeah. <laughs> Always be closing, always be drafted. A, A, B, D? Sure. I'll always be ACDC? drafted. <laughs> no, that's a rock group. All right. Uh, All-Star Game is on Sportsnet this week. Uh, skills competition, of course, goes before yep. the All-Star break. Uh, given your craft, do you have any tips uh, for the boys? I mean, every once in a while, they'll flip on the show by accident. Do, uh, do you have any tips for the boys? Seriously, just be better. You got a no. Just literally just be better. Like, we see the same thing, like, all, I think, all the time. Gone. I just wiped on the desk. That could fine. work. Okay. No, I got it on the desk. Fine. I just I wiped on the desk. Some, anyways, go ahead. Yeah, you just be better. You know, same thing. Like, hardest shot, like, change your stick flex and stuff like that. Get, like, a 200-foot run into it. Right. Whatever it takes, get better. There's, I wouldn't even compete in fastest skater, probably. No. It's too Amateur, easy. Amateur, yeah. Uh, what's the other ones? I don't even know the other ones. shot, accuracy challenge. Yeah, we're trying to bring some newer skills. Fun, like real ones. To the actual all-star game or skills game because yeah. that stuff's old. You know, we want to see timed Michigans. We want to yeah. see reverse back claps. We want to see backwards Fastest skating. Fastest backwards skater. Right. Like, we want to see the real stuff. Anyone can forward skate and hardest clapper. Everyone literally has to skate forwards. Right. But Do can you skate stuff. backwards? Do you, do you think that NHLers can't skate? Well, I even backwards. heard Eric Carlson one time in an interview said he doesn't skate backwards. That's because he, he's minus like 100 in his career. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So <laughs> He doesn't right. play defense. Okay. Understood. How so, is he an all-star? Question. I mean. <laughs> he's, I mean, 
he's he's pretty good. Hey, you guys tired of like the internet and like 2023 and all these kids do? I mean, you mentioned the Michigan. Like, is there any part of you that's like slow down on the old IG and TikTok boys? Like, we don't need to see everything that you're doing. How but do you think Trevor Zegers got drafted? True. He's got a good point. Well, I, like his junior career and stuff no, like, he did. He he uploaded his stuff on TikTok. A TikToker. He's a surfer kid that never played hockey before. Did a couple did mishies <laughs> in the league. Uh, all right, you can see these guys on all these socials that we're rolling through right here. So, so one of the things that I, I love about you two is what you bring to the table. And aside from uh, the boots, I think I can kind of see, and and the hat is is your knowledge, your knowledge of the game. Obviously. So, so we have designed a game show. Uh, to show the world, or just the hundred or so thousand that are watching the show, I might be lying, uh, that knowledge. We call it Tim and Friends Face Off. Are you guys willing and or ready to play Canada's fastest growing game show? Yep. The Tim and Friends Face Off. Yeah. Born ready. I Jesse Rubinoff, would you like to join me for this? I interrupted Oli there. Sorry. No, you're good. I, I, I just liked how you, you rounded up on your numbers. That's crushing interviews. You should have said a million, but right. I like you said, I like you went up. Soup's greasy. Right. Greasy any. Yeah. Yeah. Greasy any. I did. Is it? Yeah. Greasy any. There you go. Yeah, you there. I know it's got it. it. <laughs> He's the star of the show. All right, so we'll get you guys on this side. We'll stand on this side. And face off is the name of the game. <laughs> Rules are simple. Our team has compiled some of the best player hockey names in the world. However, oh. some of them are totally made up. We're to crush these. Okay, so I'm going to get you guys to stand on the other side so we can reveal them here. Oh, uh, this is face? when we grease it. Well, no, I, we don't need to see that. Uh, but what become, what comes behind it it's is what we're going to see. You haven't looked like that in a while. <laughs> yeah. Your beard. Oh, yeah, they got to put yeah. the beard on. I like yeah, the beard. Yeah. It's a playoff. The chin curtains, it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys have to decide whether or not these names are, are real, real or fake. Do you have a buzzer or no? We just uh, yeah, you hit your glove. Yeah, yeah we, got, we got we got all the buzz all the buzzers. Are we on a team? No, you're Do playing against one buzzer? each other. Okay. Buzzers. Oh, against, against each other. Well, no. Okay. You good with this? No. Please. All right. Ready? Yeah. All right. Name number one, real or fake? Angus Crookshank. Holy. Fake. That is, in fact, real. You are incorrect. <laughs> Angus Crookshank. So is not know. By, by the way, have you guys... Uh, have you guys <laughs> we're going to actually have a punishment for whoever wins or loses. Mm. Okay. And uh, whoever loses, Oli, maybe I should have mentioned this before you said that. Uh, yeah. Angus Crookshank. You're going to have to go in net while we shoot on you at the end. Easiest position. All right. <laughs> Jesse? Yeah. Uh, was it Tandy Boys? Was oh, that's why we didn't know. Offended, yeah. All right, number two. Uh, number two, second name here. <laughs> this is for you, Jacob. Okay. No, no, they got to buzz in. Right, you Get the rules yeah, right. Okay. Carter Camper. That's real. I'm going real. Real. Ding. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's go. He played yeah, for Camper. He's played for two. Lexans in the Swedish Elite League. He doesn't get my Played three NHL yeah, games for the Bruins. Scored one goal. Birthplace, Rocky I'm actually River, Ohio. Rocky Carter River Kemper. sounds like a good yeah. place. All right, give me an easy one. Right. You got a buzz for it, pal. Huh? You got to get in there. No. This is like Geo yeah, Party. Yeah, buzz, buzz. Right? Scott Moulet. Holy oh, Yeah, I'll let oh. him have it because I didn't. Oh. Fake. Well, it's like Moulet. You think nobody's... Is that a right? You are correct. Yeah. Boom! Oh, loses the dash. Oh, That's actually one of the producers on the show. Okay, Sebi, help me. Where's Sebi? Help me out if I mispronounce this one, okay? Ready? Here we go. Jean-Francois Jacques. 
There Everyone knows that's friggin'. Come on, you give me the easy one. Legitty. Legitty. Jitty, I'm going Jitty. He's another goalie. Jitty. 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 Look at this. Played for Valpusteria, home to the Alps Hockey League. They're giving him the easy Drafted ones. second round in 2003 by the Edmonton Oilers. Wasn't Come on, it? Bert. Was not attending. Right. Not attending. Number five, you're plus two. I'm plus two. You are even. Just give me this one. You Question look, number five. You gotta buzz in, man. That's the, that's like Jeopardy. Okay. Thor Bufflin. Real. You are correct. Yes, in fact, real place. <laughs> Chicago Steel of the USHL, second cousin of Dustin. Why Only know? reason why I knew how to pronounce it. I didn't oh, know there was another by Fuglian. Are we tied now? Uh, I think it's Bufflin is how you pronounce it. By No, it's by Fuglian. <laughs> you have to say every letter. All right, it's the last one. Fine. Was it 2-1? It's 2-1. It's very it's close. So now, if, if they tie, Jesse, yeah. do we get to shoot at both of them? That would, shoot at the that would be ideal. <laughs> you don't have any pillows either. We don't need pillows. You don't need pillows? We don't right. need pillows. All right, here's the last one. Jesse Dance. I'll just go for it. I'm going to say nay. Non, non jitty. Non jitty. Yes. Winner with non jitty. Wow. Let's go, non jitty. Wow. Non jitty. It could have tied, but in the end. Do I get the belt? That's what Jesse, Jesse dances too much. You know what? You can't take it home. But for the sake of television, why the hell not? I <laughs> am the champion. So, uh, shoot. shoot. The good news is Jacob's got a belt for the rest of the segment. The bad news is uh, someone's got to play Tendy. Do you guys want me to sign autos, Holy. too? <laughs> Watch your yeah, step. Actually, yes. Give a pen? Yeah, I don't want to yes. have pen. No, I actually, yeah. This is so, uh, a stupid game second. anyway. This is a stupid game. It's so stupid. Uh, you can pick the balls that we shoot if you want. You got the orange real ones or the kind of... The belt in my space. What's uh? <laughs> where, did the, where did the orange ones go? I don't uh, want the orange ones. Our sticks have a little bit of a different tape job here. Yeah, you're welcome. Jesse, are you a lefty? We're going this way, Wally. Righty, righty. We're going this way. Righty. So you got yeah, the candy cane then. Yeah. Just do it. All right. Just. Tom, what are you? Are you ready? Candy, candy <laughs> I'm a lefty. Candy I'm a lefty. Are you a lefty? Yeah, you, no, I'm ready. Right. You got the iron cross. All right, iron cross. Look up. What? 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 Put him to sleep. Oh, got, got the sorry. nice. That's okay. All right. Go so how many? Did, how, how many dash were you? None. You're even, right? Yeah, I think I we tied. So I think I think we all get one shot. One like, shot. All right, Jesse. What about uh, what you, about guess first here? Are, are you, you guys you? trying to score? Like, what if you guys don't score? No, I don't yeah, think we're trying to score. I'm gonna be honest with you right now. What's his weakness? Shoot. Shoot, shoot we, well, Jake, yeah. Jake, are we trying to score yeah, or are we trying to punish? Shoot, but also <laughs> we just get this guy to report. Because if you're well, if you're punishing, I'll just stand here. Are you trying to score? You guys ever play sting ball? No. What's you just no. They, he's got to turn around and you try and blast him in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> you never played you sting ball? Doing that. Go ahead. Come on, Jesse. I'm you can't be the nice guy all the time. Snipe him. No, no, he's turned. Make him cry. I'm sniping him. Here we go. Oh, you got lucky. You're so bad. You got lucky. I'm a tendy. I'm like two that. feet away, Todd. We got a 32 flex. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty flexible. You want neck shot? Go no, whatever you want to do. Uh, guess first. No, no claps, okay? Why? Just no, I'm not no claps. Watch here. Right, hold on. Let me, let me get, yeah. You got I see you winding I'm, up. No I claps. I was checking to make sure Tim was You don't got a spinal cord injury. Do you have a spinal cord injury? Ow! Broke his leg. Nice. Broke his leg. Right, nice. Let's go, boys. Boys, uh, I'll, I'll, let's go. I'll skip. What do you mean? You're not going to shoot? I know. We, it's we, so we've fun. almost run mean? out of time. Break You're all right. Yeah, he's got okay? two rudders. He can't I'm be selfish. Fine. 
It just might be broken right. on my ACL, I think. <laughs> broken on where? The ACL is broken. All right, listen, uh, we'll take the break. We'll come back. And if, if Ole can take another one, uh, maybe I'll shoot. But ACL's let's, broken. ACL, ACL's tear. Never mind. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you haven't seen him on all the socials, uh, on the bench, on the bench crew, uh, on the floor right now, uh, Tim and friends will be back after we uh, get medical help. You're always seeing me from my friends. Okay, bud. All right, we're going to uh, check on him. Uh, and on the other side, we'll get back to business. He's one of the best NBA insiders in the game. Uh, Sham Strani has to, has to follow um, this nonsense. Uh, but we'll try our best to get everyone out of here and talk to Sham. Ollie, Ollie, you okay? You okay? Welcome back. Uh, don't worry too much. Um, Oli got the best of medical help. I'm sure after this point, uh, Oli got the, uh, the best of medical help. All right, five <laughs> games in the NBA today, including a couple on the Sportsnet family of channels. We've got Kyle Lowry in the Heat facing the Cavs. That's on Sportsnet now at 7 Eastern. Then at 8 Eastern, Kawhi and the Clippers face DeMar and the Bulls. Think of that. Kawhi versus DeMar on Sportsnet 1. We'll dive a little bit deeper into Kawhi versus DeMar in game time. All right, so uh, the segment that we just did went over really well. Roy writes in and says, what the hockey stick hates is this segment, slow news day. Come on, Tim, do better. I guess I need to watch TSN when the on the bench kids are on. So I'm, they, they, I'm guessing the segment went over really well. And by the way, no. I don't know if you saw this, Jesse, but before Jacob left, he has almost matched the iPhone pen of Anthony Stewart, he gave me a Sharpie. I didn't see that, no. With a TJ on it, a tape job on the top. Like, I mean, this is real nice stuff right here. Like, that is a, a great, and he's even got the little, uh, you know, the twine. Candy cane. Yeah, a little, a little twine here. So I can get a good grip it's on the It's very impressive. Yeah. No, they're, they're good at what they do. One of the two of the best talking instructors in the world. Uh, we got a lot of those from Roy. Uh, did we get any other ones that actually enjoyed it? Yeah, Dave, oh, good. David says, I can't stop laughing at that slap shot off the calf. Reminds <laughs> you of 1990s road hockey injuries. And Lorraine says, best segment. So, yeah, wasn't, <laughs> wasn't all bad. All right. <laughs> there you go. Uh, my next guest is not only one of the best insiders in all of basketball, you could probably say all of sports. And over the last couple of days, may have mentioned the Raptors a couple of times. Please help me welcome senior NBA insider for the Athletic and Stadium, Sham Shradi. Welcome back, my dude. How are things? Tim, what's going on? I appreciate you guys having me. I have a lot of love for Toronto, no matter what anyone there thinks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I know you've been in the in the news a little bit. We may have mentioned yesterday that you mentioned that the Raptors uh, were viewed as a swing team in this year's NBA market. Uh, then we see James Jones and Masai Ujiri walk down a tunnel together. I guess we can give it the old <laughs> Save by the Bell woo treatment on that. Th there's a lot of the onion to peel here. So let's just start with, do you still feel like the Raptors could be a difference maker at the deadline? And I think every other team in the league believes so. They've got the talent. You know, when you look at the team that Masai Ujiri, Bobby Webster have put together, you, you can't say that talent is, is a deficiency of this team. Pascal Siakam, OG Ananubi, Fred Van Vliet, Gary Trent, uh, Scotty Barnes, obviously, as we know. Like, this is a team that other, you know, the, the only way to really quantify if you have talent on your team is when these points of, of, of time come into play, trade deadline, 
free agency uh, offseason and you have a host of teams looking into your players and wanting your players, that just lets you know that you have a talented group. It just has not come together this year. Of course, they've been they're out of the plane right now. Last I checked, uh, 12, 13 seed. Um, you know, th- this is a team that has not. Uh, achieved what they set out to this season as far as competing in the Eastern Conference with the amount of talent that they have. So no doubt, I mean, when, when you look at the talent that they have, they're viewed around the league as a team that could really be a difference maker at the deadline. All right, let me co-sign Shams here too. I mean, I've been around for about 25 years. He's got love for Toronto. I've seen it just because he's giving you information here doesn't mean that you have to hate on him. So like we, we've, we've been debating this for a while. A month ago, I just thought they were selling. Uh, do you get the sense right now from what you're hearing that they have decided whether they're buyers or sellers yet? I, I don't think they know for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think the phone lines are open. Of course, they're right. getting calls on, on guys like uh, Fred Van Vliet and Ojan Anubi, uh, Gary Trent, e- even Pascal Siakam. I think the calls are, are going to be coming in. They're going to be taking the calls going up until the February night trade deadline. Um, you know, the, the sense around the league is that the Raptors are probably going to make a decision on whether they're a buyer, a seller, or standing pat closer to, to the ninth next Thursday. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think when you look at Masai Ujiri's history, he, he's not really a guy that's going to overwhelmingly before the deadline make make moves. I think this is going to be very methodical, uh, well-thought-out course of attack you know, plan of action that they're going to put forth. But um, I, I think when you look, when, when you talk to teams around the league, they also wouldn't be surprised the other way, right? And that's why I've also reported that Raptors have been one of the teams that have also expressed interest in Jakob Pertl, right. the, the Spurs center. He's a guy that you guys are all familiar with, played in Toronto as well. Uh, they've called on him multiple times. And, and the Raptors do have pick assets at their disposal if they want to throw in in a deal. And so, Listen, if you feel like this team is talented enough, you can go get a center like Jakob Pertl and bring it to this group and and see what Nick Nurse can make of it. I think that is also a, a card that that is on the table. Yeah, when you, when you mentioned the name Cam Johnson too, uh, I said to Jesse, that's real interesting to me because that's the one thing that the Raptors need is shooters uh, to space that floor. Who who of the Raptors right now is getting the most talk in your circles? I think probably Fred Van Vliet and OG Ananobi because Van Vliet is going to be a pen, is is going to be a free agent this offseason. Yeah. So anytime you have a pending free agent, his future is going to be coming up more and more in the minds of other people. But OG Ananobi, he's going to be going into the last year of his deal next season. So he's a guy for sure that's going to come up. And as I've reported uh, this week, the Suns and the Knicks have emerged as two of the key suitors on OG Ananobi. We saw that video. Uh, from last night with James Jones and Masai Ujiri. I don't know what the contents of that conversation is, but when you look at what Phoenix has to offer, they when they talked to the uh, when, when they talked to the Nets last season about deals, they brought up uh, multiple first round picks. They brought up uh, you know Mikhail Bridges, so they've got the asset pool right now to go get a player like Ojean and Newby. Uh, they also have expiring contract Jay Crowder, Darius Sarge. They have a guy like Cam Johnson, so. Uh, we'll see how this next week unfolds. All right. The, the one I have to ask when you mentioned Freddie Van Vliet is we heard that he has moved on uh, from his representation. There were some rumors that maybe he would go to clutch. Whenever you think of clutch, you think of the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, have you got any more word on, on where Freddie might go representation-wise? I, I have not, um, but, you know, obviously the Lakers could use a point guard. Uh, they've been in the market at different points for a point guard, but I have not yet heard uh, them as, as a suitor or a serious suitor for Fred Van Vliet. All right, understood. There, there's been a lot of talk about about Scotty Barnes and a regression this year. Less of late, he's played pretty damn good of late, but do you have any idea if the mood has changed 
in the Raptors front office from the guy they would not include in a deal for Kevin Durant to where they are now on Scotty Barnes? To my, to, to my knowledge, Masai Ujiri, Bobby Wester, they're still very high on Scotty Barnes. Uh, I think I think deep down, even the Nets knew last last offseason that there was no way they were going to get Scotty Barnes uh, from Toronto. And I think when you go back to the offseason, you think about what was going on, how the Nets were handling negotiations, I don't think that they really wanted to move Kevin Durant. I mean, it was clear with, with the outrageous ass that they had, they wanted to keep Kevin Durant. But if someone blew them away, if a Toronto offered a, a Scotty Barnes, if Boston had offered Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart, you know, if they were really blown away, you wouldn't have a choice. But their heart of hearts, they wanted to keep him. And I think they knew Toronto wouldn't move a guy like Scotty Barnes, who in his first year wins Rookie of the Year. Um, I, I do believe that Toronto still feels like like he, this is a guy that that is gonna uh, you know have have a lot uh, left in in the, in the tank uh, you know for for years to come. Let me know if that text uh, says anything that we need to know because I know, <laughs> live TV, just live TV guys, <laughs> live TV. Yeah, if you ever thought when we were taping this stuff, uh, be sure that we're not. All right, last last two here. I always thought the Durant request wouldn't go away I know he's hurt I know they've been much better has the firing of Steve Nash changed Durant's mind about Brooklyn I mean right now he's fully locked into Brooklyn from everything I'm told I yeah. mean there's not there's not really even a you know trade request or anything like that in, in that mind obviously this Nets team has played a lot better uh they at one point had had won I think 18 of 20 games and then Kevin Durant gets hurt they lost four in a row but then they went two in a row so this is a team that that is starting to tread water find their stride without KD uh and and as I reported there is optimism that he's going to be back before the all-star break he even said on his podcast the other day he wants to come back before the all-star break and play in the all-star game uh, after suffering that MCL injury. So right now, uh, KD is fully locked in. And Jock Vaughn, you have to give him a lot of credit for the job he's done in Brooklyn turning that group around. Yeah, without a doubt, he's done a wonderful job. Uh, we'll see what they can do without him and how much longer he is out. But as mentioned, if you want more stuff like you got on uh, Kevin Durant and the Toronto Raptors, you can check out Sham's work on The Athletic. I've run out of time for the last question. I'll have to save it for next time. Okay, Shams? Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, there is Sham Sharania, The Athletic and Stadium, one of the best NBA insiders mm -hmm. out there. No doubt. By the way, you can't rip on a guy for just putting information out there. If you don't like it, you're a grown-ass person. You can decide whether or not you want to ingest it or not. No? Yeah, he doesn't really have an angle. He's just giving you the knowledge. All right, time for a break. When we come back, we'll rehash the Bull Horvat trail and what could be next for the Vancouver Canucks, five weeks until the NHL trade deadline. A lot of rumors and perhaps a lot of uh, similarities between the Raptors and the Canucks. Randy Janet will join me in studio next. Time for Real Sports Talk with Tim McAuliffe and friends of the show. Thank you very much, Sheepdogs. Uh, solid knob on this, Jesse. Yeah. Uh, back here for a final <laughs> half an hour of Tim and Friends ahead of Hockey Central. David Amber and company coming your way 6.30 Eastern. It's a tape job. It's just a solid knob on that. Randy Jett is in studio. He will join me in a flash to peel back the layers of the Bo Horvat deal. And, of course, what's next in Vancouver. But first, let's get you caught up to date on the news of the day. The Toronto Blue Jays making another splash today, signing veteran right-handed reliever Chad Green. Two-year deal worth just over $4 million per season. Now, the 31-year-old is coming off of Tommy John surgery back in June, so he won't be able to pitch until 
later in the upcoming season. But the second-year player, and uh, there's a second-year player option, excuse me, should the Jays decline a third-year team option. Got a good since you understood. Obviously, I don't, but I'm just passing that along. Green was originally drafted by the Jays in 2010, has been with the Yankees since 2016, and a big part of their bullpen pitching to a 3.17 ERA and a whip of just above one in nearly 400 innings of work. All right, to hockey, the Sens and Habs will wrap up their pre-All-Star break schedule with a meeting in Montreal. The Sens shut out the Canadiens' five Cobb on Saturday night, and the Sens will now have won three in a row to pull themselves within eight points of a playoff spot entering. Are we doing that with the Sens? Eight points within a playoff spot, Jesse? You go with that? Yeah, yeah there's, there's some runway left. Of course, yeah. they want to go into the break feeling good. That's, that's what you want. You want to head, head into the break with uh, a win, obviously. It, it makes everybody feel good. It makes everybody enjoy their uh, vacation a little better. But um, you know what? We, we've been playing some good hockey, and if we uh, stay that way, I think we, we, should, we should give ourselves a good chance for tonight. I want us to respect today, you know, and, 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 and to go about our business the way we have. We haven't got all the result that we wanted, but we've been consistent into the process that we're, 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 we're doing. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy in, in, in the, the, the way we behave as a team on the ice and the way we've looked. And um, I'm looking for that tonight. There's going to be some pain in Montreal over the next little while. Elsewhere, we've got Kings and Canes on Sportsnet across the country tonight. The Kings sit two points up on the Oilers, five up on the Flames in the Pacific. Entering the night, well, the Canes have won five in a row and lead the Metro Division. Again, you can see it on Sportsnet following Hockey Central. Meantime, Hockey World still buzzing about the deal that saw Bo Horvat shipped to the Islanders for Anthony Beauvillier, Atu Ratu, and a protected first rounder. More changes expected in Vancouver over the next few weeks. Well, the newest Canucks met with the media in Vancouver earlier today. It's definitely a huge opportunity for me and it's definitely exciting when you hear those things and you know the city the, the passion they have of their team and it's always hard uh as a visiting team playing in vancouver you know the, the rings always uh fans are there it's it's loud in there and um it, it definitely makes a difference during the game but i'm super excited to, to join uh the canucks and being uh discovered the city of vancouver honestly i've heard so many good things about the organization and the city as well. So couldn't be more happy. I'm really excited right now to, to join a new team. Obviously, obviously tough, tough living, living New York. That's the thing that drafted me and then kind of gave me my first opportunity. But I guess that's that's how the business goes. But I mean, yeah, a lot of happening this year. Playing playing for for Bridgeport first, and then then New York, and and having the World Juniors at the start of the year. But um, yeah, it's really excited to join join Canucks. All right, happy to peel back that onion with uh, in-game analyst, Sportsnet 650. Randy Jana joins us here. Hold on a second. Yeah, it's been like years on the show and now in studio. Nice to have you here. Well, you're not really a friend unless you come over to a friend's house, right? <laughs> so now is. I feel official. This is awesome to be here. And uh, the weather's not great. No, it's a little uh, chilly you know in Toronto. My, va- my brittle Vancouver bones are, are, are shaking, <laughs> but I'm happy to be here. The, the rest of Canada is laughing at us because yeah. it's what, like minus, minus seven here? 13. Is it, is it minus 13? Yeah, it's getting there. It's getting All right, that's yeah. legit. Give me a little bit of street that's right legit. now. That's <laughs> legit. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. So what are you doing in Toronto, first off? Uh, I had a, a great meet and greet actually in Brampton at the uh, the Peel Art Gallery. A lot nice. of Hockey Night Canada Punjabi viewers came out. So, you know, oh. in for that reason, and I'm Amazing. on my way to the All-Star Game in Fort Lauderdale, uh, Sunrise 
Florida. So a little, mm. little layover in Toronto. Yeah, it'll get a little bit warmer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I packed some shorts. You're good. Uh, so yesterday we were discussing the reaction that we got from the fan base in Vancouver, a fan base you know pretty well, with 24 hours to allow it to marinate a little bit. Is, is there a little bit of a better feeling on the return that they got for Bo Horvat? I think if you look at that first-round pick with this team and that, you know, the Islanders, from a, a package perspective, they give you a, you know, a prospect, which Aturatu is a, you know, a, a good, potentially decent young player in the future, but that key is going to be the first-round pick. And the more you look at this deal the better you feel about it if you're a Canucks fan because the Islanders are not a given. Even if they make the playoffs this year, you know, that deal next year should be one that intrigues you if you're a Canuck fan. And if, even if you get a, a 13th, a 14th overall pick in the 2023 draft, that's probably going to be a good player in a very deep draft. So I look at this deal, and I think a lot of the, the fan base is, you know, probably hoping out for more and hoping for a, a bigger, maybe a bigger prospect coming back the other way. But I think people have warmed it to a little bit over the last 24 hours based on the fact that you're probably getting a good player either in 2023 or 2024 as a, as a, you know, as a result of that draft right. pick. If, 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 for those who don't know, it's a top 12 protected pick. If it goes into that top 12, then it reverts to next year. And then and I believe it's unprotected if, I'm, if my That's vision correct. is good. So you could, end, you could theoretically end up with a better pick. I don't know what the Islanders are going to be next year. And they've been a little bit of the roller coaster. Well, here. a part of that is also from the Islanders' perspective. Is this a, a situation where are they still a playoff team with Bo Horvat? Like, I look at that team and I say, you know, they don't score very much. And Bo's a good player. But is he good enough to drag them into the playoffs? Yeah. That, that's still a question. Well, it'll be interesting to see where they play all these players because uh, they're listed as C's on my computer. And uh, I got a feeling Barzell's going to play with Horvat. I think that, in the end, is will uh, will the shake out. And he's a shoot-first center, Bo Horvat, as well, as we've seen from his goal totals. Him and Barzell together, yeah. skiing together, that'd be a deadly combo. All right, so moving on in Vancouver, in your mind, what's next? All eyes on Luke Shen. He is a, a team guy. A lot of teams probably look at him and say, all right, this is a depth defenseman that the Canucks can move off of and add to maybe a contender who's looking for that 6'7 defenseman who's won a couple of cups. And you can probably get something in the, in the realm of a, a second-round pick or a third-round pick for him. And that's something that Canucks haven't necessarily done well over the years, uh, where accumulating picks is something that they've been criticized in Vancouver, across the hockey world for that matter, for a team that hasn't had playoff success. Why are you not picking up draft picks? I think they're going to be able to do that this year. They've already done it in the Bo Horvat deal. Luke Shen is the next guy I look at, the uh, impending UFA. Okay, so that one makes sense. Does does Brock Besser make sense moving forward here? Because once you get past Shen, which makes a lot of sense, and and because of how good a guy he is in the locker room, the dressing room, like that wouldn't be one where anyone would feel bad if it happened. But once you start getting into, I mean, I guess Tyler Myers after his, his bonus his yeah. bonus is paid will become a little bit more valuable. So I think that one could go to the back burner. But Brock Besser, and when Elliot Friedman ma- mentioned Thatcher Demko on this show, my eyes nearly popped out of my head. Yeah, if Elliot's mentioning that, obviously he's heard something. <laughs> but the Demko example, the, what I don't get is why would you deal at a, a when the value is really low? He's coming off of a, an injury. He hasn't played much even last year. Uh, was not a great season for him after the injury. So, you know, prior to that, he was a top five Vesna contender. He was really good. But right now, his value is not that high. Uh, would you let him come back and maybe play it out and increase that value a bit more? I think from the Besser and Connor Garland perspective, those are players that have been on the radar in Vancouver in terms of will they be traded next? And I look at that major surgery that Jim Rutherford referred to right. last week. 
coming in the offseason. Teams don't have cap room right now to take on a Brock Bester. They don't have cap room to take on a Connor Garland. So you, if you're the Canucks, yes, you want the cap room, but do you need it right now? The, the one question I have in regards to that is, and we saw a little bit with Bull Horvat, if you retain salary, if you are retooling, rebuilding, whatever you want to call it, maybe we'll have that conversation mm-hmm. next, that if you start retaining salary, you can start getting thing a little bit more back in return. And for me, if next year, and I know it's always whether or not they're going to retool, if next year is a bit of a write-off, mm-hmm. If it's not going to be next year, maybe that's when you start retaining some salary and maybe you can get some deals done that make it even more valuable at the deadline. And that's really going to be, I think, the tell here for this team because we've seen them move out a key player. We've seen them trade out Bo Horvat, but how aggressive is this real tool going to be? If you're looking two or three years down the road, taking on salary makes a lot of sense where you're saying, all right, give us an expiring deal. We'll take your bad money for a year. And we want some prospects. We want some, maybe some younger players coming back, whether they're 23, 24 years of age. That, to me, is still a big question. It's easy to make a decision on Bo Horvat because if he's not signing in Vancouver and if you can't afford him, right. you move off of him. However, Correct. the other moves are the ones that will tell you how aggressive they are. And I, I think that's still the big question in the market to say, all right, you've said retool, you've stayed away from the rebuild word, but in terms of how aggressive will you be to, to turn this thing around? And are you going to take on some bad money to potentially create some good money down the road? We've been hearing, and you live there, so you can tell me more, but we've been hearing that the, the city's ready for the rebuild and not the retool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still look at this roster and I see some really talented guys. Like, Leas Pedersen's really good. Yeah. Hughes is really good. Like, are, are the, are the, is the fan base ready for all of that? Or are they just saying okay, let's rebuild a little bit and keep main pieces. I think the Elias Pettersson and Quinn Hughes are, have to be a part of that. I think most of the fan base, I'd say 95% of that, understands that. that. Okay. What complicates things is the JT Miller deal, where you're saying two or three years down the road is where you want to compete or where you'll probably compete. Uh, however, you sign a, an eight-year deal uh, with a player that was prioritized over Bo Horvat. And I guess the question here moving forward is, who's your number two? two center. If Atu Ratu works out, that's great. But you don't really have much coming down the middle. And JT Miller this year hasn't really proven that he can be a center. Bo Horvat has proven that. He's probably going to be one of the best two C's in the game uh, wherever he signs or if he ends up with the New York Islanders long term. He'll be a a quality player for the next couple years at the very least and one of the better two C's, uh, if not a one C playing potentially with Barzell. I think the reason with the, the aggressive rebuild idea from a Canucks fan base perspective has been, all right, Show us a direction. And now you've seen a part, uh, part of the direction, but it's, it's still the other surgery has to happen for, I think, uh, fans to be able, a little bit clearer on what that direction but is. That, that, and that, in the end, is why fans are... Listen, Vancouver's a tough market is, to start yeah. with, but when you waste a year, and let's be honest, the off-season and whatever you think 32, 15, and 10 was. It obviously changed the trajectory of this franchise, and they made some mistakes if this was going to be the end goal. Like, is that where most of the vitriol comes from, from the fan base? It's just like, we just wasted a year. Like, why do all this if it ends up with 
JT Miller being unmovable. It, it was a bizarre scenario because in the moment, Bruce, there it is, took over the market. And there were a lot of people that were saying, hey, this guy's the truth. This guy has, you know, revived a franchise that looked like in the I first. I was fooled, I'll be honest. I, and the vibes were immaculate in Vancouver. <laughs> they were, they were yeah. great, right? Yeah. The, the, it was the talk of the NHL. However, if you look at the first 25 games of the season with Travis Green, it was the same players. They just got a different voice. And the problem is, no real changes were made to the structure of the team. The personnel didn't change too much. And what you had was a team that, when it came to the details of the game, they, they, still, they still can't execute. And I think the, it was you know, a bad start, really, maybe for the team. Mm-hmm. But overall, yeah, last year, the 57 games, everybody was giddy about it. But, so it's hard to criticize last year and say that you, know, you did it wrong. You just bet on Bruce Boudreau to still have those vibes. And unfortunately... The team did not respond. They weren't able to execute the way that Boudreaux wanted. Mm-hmm. And Rutherford and Alvin, they got their guy. Rick Tockett, he's a completely different type of character. He's going to hammer home those details. And now it's up to the new players or the current players to start listening. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what are, what are two and one so far? What are the Rick Tockett vibes? Uh, well, <laughs> after the second game, when you call your team soft, yeah. you know, it's, that's the, the, the hard truth coming at you right off, off the bat. But he's very much a... Every single game, every single practice, we're going to hammer the points of structure. And, and I think that's what this team needs right now because you've got some players that have taken steps, put up great offensive numbers, but we've seen so many mistakes in the details of the game. And when you're trying to grow as a young player like Elias Pettersson, yeah. who's you know, a, an excellent player, Quinn Hughes, and some of those even older players, they've made very basic mistakes. And Talkett is exactly what they need. Now the question is, the personnel, the players, that has to change as well. Some of those guys, you know, Worst penalty kill. Travis Green was that guy too. For sure. And the worst penalty kill uh, we've probably seen in the history of the game, at least since it's been recorded, you need to make sure that you bring in the right players and they don't have those guys right That's the truth, right? That's crazy. Yeah, that that, that their penalty kill. And listen, I guess it was Ian Shaw moved to Washington. Mm -hmm. He was in control of PK last year. They kind of found some form. But as of right now, if you were to extend this through the whole season, this would be the worst PK in the history of of the NHL. Not immaculate. Not yeah. immaculate. Not immaculate vibes. Not immaculate anything. There's the numbers. We got it for you in front of you. 65.5% could be the worst in the history. I had a higher uh, math grade than that, man. That's that's how bad those that's like how two, bad those uh, penalty kill numbers are. By 2%. It's not even like a couple percentage points. It's two full percent that they're the worst yeah. of all time. Uh, Jesse, I've heard through the grapevine that Bo Horvat has released a message through the old social medias. Yeah, on uh, Instagram he posted a statement thanking the Canucks family. It's long, I don't need to read the entire thing, but it's about as classy and as Bo Horvat-y as you would expect it to be after uh, a long time in Vancouver. I, I, I know, Radeem, you could, you could talk about this or attest to this, but never really a bad quote. He always faced the music. And just a class act through and through in his time as a captain in Vancouver. Yeah, very accountable from day one. And I had the uh, actually uh, the good fortune of doing the first interview with him after he was named captain. It was yeah. an intermission interview uh, a few years back. And he's always been one of those individuals that you know is going to be there. He's going to take the questions, and even through difficult times, yeah, uh, even through the coronavirus, when for it sure. Hit and, yeah. and even though you know there was we some, we still call it that or whatever the hell we call yeah. it, <laughs> whatever iteration we're on now. Yeah. But yeah, even during that time when there was a lot of noise around the team at that point, and and the way that you know, maybe that situation had been dealt with, with the players were front and center, uh, and Bo Horvat was one of them. So I think in terms of a person, uh, where he whether he lands in the Islanders long term or wherever. Whoever picks him up is going to end up getting an excellent player. But on top of that, this guy's, this guy's a, a good human being as well. So part of the reason that he's going to be a hot commodity if he goes to free agency where, you know, 
you, you believe in the player, but you also believe in the person. And that word has traveled across the NHL. He's got a great reputation around yeah, the league. Without a doubt. If Lou doesn't get a deal done with Bo Horvat, I would be shocked. Mm-hmm. Shocked. Lou doesn't do that unless he's got an idea that he might be able to sign the player. Hey, listen, um, it's great having you in. I'm going to be honest, I'm a little jealous that you're heading to Florida and the All-Star game, but I guess you can enjoy it. I'll, you know, we can zoom in from there if you guys want to. <laughs> I can help you guys with that. Yeah, well, it's minus 23 up yeah. here. We'll be sure to zoom in everywhere Literally. from Florida. Oh. <laughs> All right, time for one last break. We'll head to the uh, game time with Jesse Rubinoff next right here ahead of Hockey Central on Sportsnet. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. We always hope your game day starts with Tim and friends. Here's what's on tap tonight. Hockey Central in minutes followed by the Kings and Canes nationally on Sportsnet. Don't know if you noticed, but the Carolina Hurricanes are a pretty good hockey team. How good? We'll discuss in the flash. Heat and Cavs on Sportsnet now. Clippers and Bulls on Sportsnet 1. We'll have more on that in the flash as well. And WWE NXT coming your way. Sportsnet 360 at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Speaking of the Chicago Bulls, a couple of former Raptors going head-to-head on Sportsnet 1 as Kawhi and the Clippers visit DeMar DeRozan and the Bulls. DeRozan, of course, was the centerpiece of the Raptors 2018 trade with the Spurs to acquire Kawhi. Question is, do you consider that to be the greatest trade in Raptors history? That is a wonderful question, Jesse Rubinoff, because in the end, it ended the way you just saw, and that was with the Larry O'Brien trophy. One would have to assume, even though the first-round pick turned out to be Calvin Johnson, which was pretty good, and Yaka Pertle is a guy that the Jays, as Sham, the Raptors, as Sham Trania suggested, are still interested in. However, even though that created an NBA championship in Toronto, the greatest trade in Raptors history, is Gravis Vasquez Mm. and his expiring contract, which is an unbelievable trade tree. They traded him to the Bucs. And again, this was a deadline deal on an expiring contract. And for that, they got Norm Powell. They got OG Ananobi. They traded Norm Powell at the end of his deal, who also helped them get a championship for Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. Gary Trent Jr. could be moved. By the time this trade tree is done, Steve Dangle might have to do the trade tree in the NBA on this one because that's the greatest trade in Raptors history. A couple of games of Gravis Vasquez for Norm Powell, OG Ananobi, Gary Trent Jr., and whatever he becomes with the Toronto Raptors. No love for Gravis Vasquez, eh? Even though he had the shimmy? He had one shot, and Raptors fans were like, don't trade that guy. You can't trade that guy. Look what it turned out to be. Whenever, whenever fans get upset about moves, we should just point back to this. Shimmy. One shimmy in a series they were swept in, were like, they not? Brutally humiliated. Yes. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> brutally humiliated. Uh, okay, follow-up, naturally. Uh, where do Kawhi and DeMar rank among the greatest oh, Raptors of all time? Oh, don't do that. We're going... We're going don't do that. We're going hard How do you compare a guy time? who changed the culture when Chris Bosh left, said, I got you, with the only guy to do the one thing that no one else could, deliver a championship? Mm-hmm. I have no idea how you rank that 
in the greatest Raptors of all. Like one season, he delivered what the rest couldn't. Like you're a big Vince Carter guy, which I think is revisionist history, and there's a lot of big Vince Carter folks. Why do you give that face? He didn't. I, I, I dislike what he did at the time. But he didn't even win series. I just like, like the whole sitting out one jumpers. Series. No, I get it. I get it. One series is what he won. And Kawhi in one season, what, tripled that? Like, come on, yeah. man. Like, I get it. This is the 2020 list of greatest Raptors of all time. What Kawhi did in his one season cannot be understated, but I also respect how DeMar helped change the culture along with Kyle Lowry. Kawhi, like a hired assassin, oh. came in. Won a title. Like Peace Liam Neeson and Taken. Exactly. John Wick. Uh, a after particular si- <laughs> sets of skills. <laughs> exactly. Um, after sitting out last night's game in Brooklyn, LeBron James is expected to be back in the lineup tonight as the <laughs> Lakers visit the Knicks at Madison Square Garden. LeBron so is 117 points away from tying Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring record. And some have speculated the Lakers are trying to position him to break the record at home. Cut or uncut, resting LeBron on the road so he gets the record in L.A. It's so good. Like, if you look at the schedule, it looks like he'll break it in those two home games. Might do it tonight. Obviously. And let's remember that this is, you might do it tonight. He's at, he's at the Mecca. You know, LeBron. 117. Yeah, um, yeah I'll be watching. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? It's LeBron. It's a legit cut or uncut. Like, they're out of the playoffs. Well, well, no, they're not out of the race. They're out of the playoffs currently. Yeah, but they're not. That they're not far even out of in it. the playing game, and they just lost the game I know. on purpose in Brooklyn so that he could go play at MSG and then set the record at home. So what's your answer? I can tell if you. They what, mi- I, I can tell if they miss the playoffs, it's cut. I think it's cut. I think it's cut. Yeah? Because the playoffs, like, you're still in it. You're still in the mix. Like, he, he talks about how he wants to win so badly, so desperately all the time. He, and he, he rested he for had MSG the, the episode, and to break the whole. He but had this the is, episode after the foul. Like, the guy wants to win. This is one of the greatest records of all time, though. It's Kareem. You kind of got to break that at home, right? Like a former Laker legend. You rolled your eyes at me. I love it. No, I just think he's going to get his love regardless of where he is. It's LeBron James No, I know, but this is a Lakers record. Yeah. Straight. I mean, yeah. That's why they're doing it. He is doing it. Yeah, oh, he's Clearly. doing it, without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. And playing at MSG instead uh, of Brooklyn. 100%. Yeah, without yeah. a doubt, yeah. He's doing it. Okay, uh, last one. The Kings and Hurricanes coming up on Sportsnet. The Metropolitan Division leading Canes are riding a five-game winning streak, including a 4-1 win over the Juggernaut Bruins on Sunday, with Boston currently on a season-high three-game losing streak. Is it fair to say that Carolina is the best no. team in the NHL right now? No, Jesse Rubinoff. The last one was fair. Come on now. I understand the Bruins haven't played all that well right now, but they're still nine points ahead of the Canes in the standings. They are still 11 points clear of the Toronto Maple Leafs in the Atlantic Division. The Canes are 32-9-8. The Bees are 38-7-5. The Boston Bruins, until you take that title, or at least that points record away from them, are the best team in the National Hockey League. Bruins Leafs tomorrow on the network. Oh, I am looking forward to that one. Yeah. At the end of that game, will there be more scuttlebutt or less because Austin Matthews is out of the lineup? Uh, less. Less. So if the if the Bruins come in and beat the Leafs six nothing, yeah, you won't be worried. Yeah, Matthews is hurt. It's not a no no big deal for the Bruins. I think. All right, that does it for us. Hockey Central, David Emerson. We'll maybe maybe they'll have an opinion yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah, probably. They're coming up next. Thanks for watching. We hope to see you back here tomorrow on Tim and <laughs>